Let me just start off by saying, uh, man, thank God for all that he's been doing in here. Thank you, Jesus. We magnify your holy name in this place. Thank God, as Pastor said, for all those that have been working and helping to make this revival go as high as it possibly can this round. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the worship team who actually takes it serious enough. And there's no prima donnas up here trying to take the stage. They're here to give you the stage. Thank you for the ushers who selflessly work so hard to help make this so decent and in order, no matter how many people swing from the chandeliers. And Lord, thank you for the shepherds, the leaders, the pastors of this house. We glorify your holy name, Lord, above all. Jesus, you can come in and do whatever you want to do. Say what you want to say. Have free reign in this place. Holy Ghost, come and minister to your people. Come and saturate us fresh again tonight. My, my, my. You have to forgive me, although the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. There's many facets of the Holy Ghost. There's many dimensions of the Spirit. And tonight, there's just a heaviness on me. Not a heaviness like people like to post about in Facebook and please pray. I mean a heaviness of the glory of God. I mean a kabod, a weight of God's glory in this place. Thank you, Father. I'm getting more and more claws as the service. If you have a cloth and you want it to uh, whew, meet a minister and hold on to it, go ahead and bring it up. You know, don't run over anybody, but if you have one, go ahead and bring it up. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me all the pretty flowered ones, people. Any guys with snot uh, on their list? <laughs> Thank you. Another, another pretty one. Thank you. Hello. Can I tell on you? Yes, you can. You ready for this? Yeah. This lady was healed of hearing damage and had her hearing aids in her hand, waving them all around in the air. Completely healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this to whoo, fire on her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Ooh, that's a cool one. Somebody's going to be healed of nasal conditions with that one. Thank you, brother. Sir, did your wife have you bring these up? No. Who, what, who are these going to? What, who, somebody? My sister uh, has pancreatic cancer. Yeah. As I left, she was headed back to hospital. Okay, come here, come here. Lift your hands. Let's be in agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus, there's no distance in the spirit. We stand in total agreement together 
this man and myself, this congregation, and all of heaven. We are in agreement right now that his sister be made whole. We speak to that pancreas and command every bit of cancer to be removed from her body in the name of Jesus from the top of her head to the soles of her feet and all points in between, seen and unseen. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Fire on! <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And now we rejoice. Here's the key. We rejoice. We don't... <laughs> Here's the key. You don't rejoice when you finally get your answer. You rejoice knowing you've got the answer now. We rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Father, we thank you and praise you that it's done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Were there some other cloths? Praise God. You realize... Oh, it's always good to meet somebody from the bloods. Thank you. That is cool. Is this, uh, is this one of your kids' pajamas? No, that's cool. Who is it? It's for my daughter, Maya. She's in the... What's she been dealing with? She has like a skin condition going on that we haven't been able to get rid of and take some good. Okay. It's done. It's done. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know it doesn't look good for the video to carry around a bunch of laundry. <laughs> Especially since I'm a man. He can cook. But I can cook. You know why? Because I'm the man. <laughs> it's an inside joke, kind of. All right, praise the Lord. Are y'all feeling okay tonight? Just during the time of worship, did anybody come in with some aches and pains or something? Lumps, bumps, growths, tumors, anything. And all of a sudden, things are different. You're like, my God, the pain's gone. The headache's gone. The, the, everything is just different. Anybody? Just wave at me real quick. Anybody? Praise the Lord. What happened over here, sister? Completely gone. No more headache. Praise God. I think our services are better than Tylenol. Somebody else lift? Yes, young lady. Your head was hurting and now it's gone. How many of y'all are glad you didn't sit in the headache section? There was another hand that lifted over here. What's happening here, sis? And? Echo. Echo. Ring. Echo. And it's gone. Praise God. Come here. Hallelujah. I'm getting a little ringing. Can you hear that? No? Maybe I'm hearing in the spirit. Lift your hands. I command this thing that's been attacking you. I command it to go right now in the name of Jesus. Break off of her mind and stop tormenting her in the name of Jesus. Now I command joy unspeakable and full of glory to come upon you. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Fire. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Do you feel better? 
Lots better? Never the same in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift our hands all over this place. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready? I love this song. I asked my wife if she would lead out in this song. I remember when I first heard it, we were on staff at Ramah. Unfortunately, as fast as music changes, this would almost be considered an oldie. But this touches the heart of God. <laughs> there is such a connection when we sing this. I'm going to invite you, if you would, to just stand with me just for a moment. Y'all ready to go higher? I said, y'all ready to go higher? Oh, I'm ready to go higher too. We have revivals everywhere we go, and I, and I give God the glory. I don't say that braggadociously. I say that as a report. Thank you, Jesus. But everywhere we go, we see meetings extend. That's why Pastor was gracious enough to say, can you come beyond just a Sunday? It was a Sunday through a Wednesday. And I'll tell you this, I've not been in a church that started off this high, which is a great testament to your leadership here and to you. But you know what? I've been this high before. I know some of y'all are looking at me, yeah, he gets high. No, I, I get high in the glory. But I'm going to tell you right now, we can go much higher. And you're primed and ready to go much higher. Every hand lifted, every eye closed every heart open wrap us in your arms Lord wrap us in your arms take this congregation wrap all of us your sons your daughters your kids wrap us in your arms we thank you Jesus thank you Father
quick. We're going to keep doing this song. And the reason why is because they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I'm led to continue to go this flow just for a minute. Because the anointing of God is already present. God Almighty is already present. Please don't ever forget this. We don't worship God to get Him to show up. That means then your worship has to be good enough for Him to show up. And the truth is, not everybody can sing like the singers up here. Not everybody can hit the notes like these singers. And then again, how perfect are our notes down here compared to heaven? So the thing is, His presence is already here. God's already here. He's not looking for you to worship to get Him to show up. He's looking for you to worship Him because He's already here. So that means that you can worship from your heart. You can worship with all of your mind. You can sing from your, your, your very depths, whether it's on key or not. Glory to God. I said this at the men's meeting. God's got something called auto-tune. That once it leaves your mouth, it's perfected by the time it gets to Him. Praise the Lord. Can I minister to the youth tonight? Would you get them and line them up, my dear brother? Come on. I believe with all of my heart that the youth are not just the generation that God's called. I believe everybody present in every age group here, every stage is this generation. If you're breathing, it's this generation. God intends to use you mightily, mightily. I said mightily. That means what you've seen so far, there's going to be greater. Yeah, the greatest thing that you and I have ever encountered with God is our new floor. It's our new launching pad. Oh, you didn't hear that. I said the new launching pad is the greatest place you've ever been at with God now becomes your springboard. Oh, hallelujah. Do I have room to come in down between you guys? Hallelujah. Now I'm going to forewarn you. I'm going to forewarn you. When I lay hands on you, you're never going to be the same again. I may get to some of them, and I may not lay hands on them, and they, you just got to watch them. Like I said, they don't fall normal. Sometimes you don't fall. That's fine if you don't fall. But don't leave here and start falling in love with the guy or gal next to you. I'm not going to have that kind of falling in this place. There are some of you right now that have amazing calls on your life. And it's now coming up. And you're saying to yourself, I know what I'm called to do. There's some in here that have an amazing call on their life. And you're saying to yourself, I don't know exactly what God wants me to do, but I want to know. You're going to know before you leave here. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, don't ever be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. And I'm telling you right now, you have the ability, you have the ability, you have the ability. Every one of you up here have the ability to lay hands on dead people and see them live again. Well, somebody says, well, you can't promise that. I'm not telling every youth in the world that they can do that. They have the ability. 
but the ones that I have in front of me I have an accountability for the people that I have in front of me I have an accountability for Jesus said in John 14 12 verily verily I say unto you he the works that I do shall you do and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my father which is in heaven he didn't say you had to be a certain age he didn't say you had to be a man or a, a girl he didn't say that you had to be in ministry or a Bible school graduate he just said he that believeth on me any believers up here any believers out there then that means we can do this. Mm, there is a place. Let's not rush this. I know we got to get our kids at nine. I can't get mine. She's in Tulsa. But please forgive me ahead of time. I cannot rush what God's doing here. Come on, I invite everybody in here to lift their hands and sing these words. Hallelujah. Oh, where I am changed. Lift your hands. Take me fire in the 
the name of Jesus. Fresh. Fresh fire. Oh, yeah. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of... Oh. Fresh fire. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fresh fire. Fresh. Fresh fire. Sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. Ha 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 In Jesus' name, I command these ears to open. There. There it is. Hear it? Fire of God on it, Jesus. Hey, don't be afraid. Fire of God. Fire of God. Oh, 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 oh. Fire of God in Jesus' name. Lift your hand. Fire of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Fire. Fresh. Fresh fire of God. Fire. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands.
Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Come on, one more time, just the voices. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Again. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Thank you, Lord. Young lady, you'll never be the same. The spirit of death left you. I know it and I smelled it. It's gone. You will live and not die. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha The assignments that God has for your life are now and always have been greater. You will do exactly what he's called you to do. Your value, your worth. Oh, Father, give her the revelation of how much you love her. Well, I got good news for you. We already know we have authority over all the demons and all the hell, all darkness, principalities, powers, rulers. We've already got that authority. But he didn't give it to us to not use it. Pastor and I have been talking about the glorious meetings you've been having here. Obviously, there's a, just a tremendous flow of river, rivers of glory in this house. And you've been smelling the fragrance of God. I smell the fragrance of God as well. But I also smell those demons when they leave. And I'm not giving them glory. I'm just telling you we're giving God glory because they've left. Are you smelling that too? You can smell that too. It's amazing. I really would like to get the glory back in here because that stinks. <laughs> Father, we love you and praise you for your presence that's in here. You are a great, awesome God. All-powerful, all-knowing, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. And we yield to you again tonight, Holy Spirit. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Have free reign in this place. 
We give you all the glory and honor and praise for your word. And we thank you that it's established. It's forever settled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word never will. And we thank you that that's what our firm foundation is upon. So we thank you for the sharp two-edged sword that goes forth tonight. Cut away all tradition and religion and any doubt and unbelief and fear. Cut it away from us tonight. We thank you that match brakis ebrentosa brekeshta ba prosolo ringe greitele de beisto ronde pikesle beisto silibe tende beistende le bakasa la ba stir yourself right up now in the Holy Ghost la ba sala banda brende de de beisle be 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 kete ha 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 e de masile be de 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 beisolo kondo akibre bibi silibende she if you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost just be baptized right now with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance. Higher, higher, higher. Oh, we're going higher. Glory, glory, glory. I wish I had time to teach on what just happened, but trust me on this. What you just prayed out has to come to pass. Anybody have, for the first time, that was the first time you'd ever really let it rip in tongues like that? Just wave at me. I'm not going to embarrass you. Look at it. You've never, right there. Oh, hey, you. You've never prayed in the Holy Ghost like that before. You did earlier today. Praise God. And this is your first time too. Anybody else? Just wave at me. I'm not going to embarrass you. There's another one. Hallelujah. Man, thank God for mass births in the Holy Ghost in here. Baptisms in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Got anything else in your heart? Hmm. I have one thing left. For this five minutes. <laughs> I know he's here. If nobody else brought him, honey, you should have. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Paul said uh, both times, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So that means if your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost and you've been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, you carry the third person of the Godhead. Technically, you carry the triune being in you because of that. You carry the glory. So if nobody else brought him, you should have. And in the fact that you brought him, the presence of God is still here. I know he's not just in here. I know he's all around us. He's omnipresent. But dear God, I know... Somebody in here brought him tonight. <laughs> and even though I know he's here, I still love to sing this song and just welcome him in this place. Holy Spirit, 
Thou art welcome in this place, Holy Spirit. Thou art welcome in this place, Father of mercy. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, just keep singing. There's no problem. In this place. I know he's here, but just welcome him. That's what a kind person does. Thou art welcome in. Everybody around here, focus on God. Lift your hands, please. There you go. Okay. It's okay. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you for your healing power. There it is, right there in Jesus' name. Healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Of mercy and grace, thou art welcome. Put your eyes on him. That's the key. That's how we see miracles. That's how we see instantaneous things. We put our eyes on God. We don't get into fear. Holy Spirit. Honey, we're going to get you some water. But you just keep worshiping God. You're good to go. You're healed. Can we get her some water? Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, welcome. Fire of God. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace thou art welcome in this place put your hand on your belly thou art welcome in this place for thou art welcome in this place. We take authority over anything and everything that would try to distract or hinder this service. We take authority over all that would try to keep these precious ones from hearing the Word of God tonight. For those from receiving from the Spirit of God, we break your power in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, again, we tell you, have free reign in this place. Before you're seated, let me tell you, when I was with a gentleman named Reinhard Bonnke, I know that sounds like I'm name dropping, but I'm very, very grateful and thankful for the opportunity I had to be with that great man of God. He sees 
millions of people saved and to be on that platform with him in um, India. 150,000 people. He gets up and he says, You are not the largest group I've ever spoken to. And I'm thinking, this is the biggest crowd I've ever seen. Be thankful. <laughs> While he was ministering, a witch from America got in touch with other witches in Europe and America, and they all met at this crusade. That was the one to be at. <laughs> We'd already been having death threats and bomb threats. I'm sitting on the stage going... What a way to go. <laughs> there was security all over. There was armed militants, uh, mili militia there. And um, while he was preaching, a woman stood up in the crowd and began to chant something weird. And in that queue, there was like seven or eight different ones uh, just stationed throughout the entire crowd that began to chant. And it was a supernatural volume. It was getting louder than Bonky's voice, who was on the microphone. And he stopped and he goes, are you kidding me? In the name of Jesus! And he just broke that power right there. That witch began to scream. Ah! Ah! And couldn't breathe. He said, bring her here. All the others were screaming and couldn't breathe. Brought all those witches up to the front. What an altar call. <laughs> he said, bring her up on this stage. And I'm sitting there thinking at this point, hey, you need to get saved because you're about to die. <laughs> they brought her up on the stage and she's doing all this weird stuff, you know. And I was like, I knew I had seen her. I think I dated her in Missouri. It was weird. It was <laughs> my old man, my old man. Praise the Lord. I was just like, praise God. Get free. And so here she is. She's screaming and going, help me, help me, help me. And he says, I command this foul spirit to come out of you in the name of Jesus. She dropped. He picked her back up. She's still screaming. He didn't keep casting it out of her. Although she's writhing and manifesting and screaming, he says, now, are you ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? She's going, oh, yes. Yes. And he says, what about all your other cohorts you brought with you? And they're all going. <laughs> they all received Jesus and were completely set free. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> so if you came in here to stir up problems, I hope you brought an oxygen tank. I mean that. Demons seem to be attracted to these kind of services. And I'll tell you why. They think because of foolish ministers that operated in this in the past that they'll have a way of getting a stage. You ain't getting this stage. This is for the Holy Ghost. This is for God Almighty. Touch three people and ask them how they're breathing and you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Here you go, Tim. Glory to God. Brother Rick, can I get that water from you when you get a chance? Praise you, Jesus. Isn't God good? 
What about the others? You all care? Isn't he good? I got to say this because sometimes when you haven't been with some people before and you're new and maybe this is your first service, we welcome you. We're so glad you're here with us tonight. We believe you can catch up. I believe by the looks of it and the sound of it, you've already jumped right in. Praise God. Don't put a time limit on God. Mm -hmm. That response was amazing. <laughs> Don't put a time limit on God. Do you know that after we dismissed last night, thank God for your pastor. When I say this, I... I I love him. I, I love his wife. I love his family. They, they're the real deal. Amen. Thank God. And these guys, when we're together, they know how to have fun, but they're not crazy. You know what I mean? They're not carnal. They're not, man, I can't wait to tell you about this member and that member. They don't do that. They speak very highly of you. They let me hear from God if there is somebody out there that's a little squirrely. <laughs> a lot of folks getting ready for winter. A lot of squirrels out there. No. And so I like the fact that they can go right into spiritual depth and then talk about natural things that this earth has to offer as well. Thank you so much. Do you want me to hold on to this? Do you like holy water so that later you can go? Thank you. Anybody else want to give me water while I'm up here? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> but, um, he said something last night that I respected so much, and we never, ever say, hey, you know, we always work within the, 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 the system and the policies and the rules of the, the given house, and that's good to be submitted to authority. God can move with him. As you see, if we dismissed right now, honestly, people were baptized in the Holy Ghost, people were healed, people were full of joy, lives were changed. You and I had heaven come down on us. But we know there's more. When he said this last night, it blessed my heart so much. He said, these evening services, don't put a limit on God with your time. When we dismissed last night, more stuff happened out in the hallway for almost another hour afterwards. A group of people were out there just getting blessed and others were getting healed and things were just happening. Now that doesn't mean I want to invite us to have an after service service. But I don't want you to leave here without getting what God has for you. Be in every service you possibly can. You were thinking, well, I'm going to come Monday because my football team's not playing, so I'll come Monday. You know, that's not how, I don't need you as my crowd. I don't, I'm not insecure like that. I don't need really your amens, but I do need you to receive from God because your life will never be the same because if I never see you again, come on now. I want to know that you ended up doing what God called you to do, fulfilled and maxed out in the spirit of God. Now, when I say something and I ask for a response, it's for your benefit, not mine. 
Never let somebody else shout hallelujah for you. Never let somebody else shout your amens for you. Never let somebody else do your running or your dancing or your shouting. You understand? Because the thing is, is if everybody else left but you and somebody came in, would they know revival was happening in here? Come on now. Or would you be like, bless God, I'm in revival. I'm just quiet. The psalmist said, let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause. Let them say, that's verbal, you can hear it. Let them say continually, let the Lord God be magnified who takes great pleasure in the prosperity of his kids. Glory to God. That blesses me. That means if the psalmist says, let them shout for joy, that means that folks like you and I are pent up ready to shout about good things. And all you need to do is let yourself shout for joy and favor that. Well, I don't do that. Yes, you do. We've seen you on Sunday morning when you're shouting at the TV and it can't hear you. Oh, come on. Who let that turkey in here? Can't believe Romo broke his collarbone. And then somebody over here is like, yeah, kill him. And God told me this because I'm... I get passionate at sporting events, <laughs> not as much as our pastor does, Pastor Hagen, but I get really, I get passionate, and I mean, I, 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 ugh, I love that, I get excited, I mean, there's just something about shouting when, when your team is ahead, and there's a point where you just stop getting quiet when your team's behind, and it's like an energy sweeps across the audience that finally says, I want my home team to do better than this. I'm going to start supporting them and shouting, okay? And as you begin to shout, it causes this energy in your team to start getting better and getting back on defense and playing defense and getting a little more aggressive on offense. And then there's what I call a momentum change where your team was behind. Now they're catching up. Well, now's not the time to stop shouting and sit down and have popcorn. Now's the time to shoot popcorn all over the place and go come on you're high-fiving people you don't know you're hugging people you don't know you come on now you know I'm telling the truth that's why you're looking at me going he is a prophet <laughs> but then when they pass that mark right there and they go ahead your shout doesn't stop I'm gonna tell you right now we've got to have the same mentality in church that we do at a ball game only greater except we're not shouting to get our team to win we're shouting because we've already won hey you're already healed you're already prosperous you're already delivered you're already set free you've already got it you're already a conqueror you're already victorious you're already you're already you're already a winner hallelujah Woo! <laughs> conqueror oh, oh glory to God please sit down I don't want to be accused of an African-American church I want you to know I am a black man trapped in a white man's body and if they hadn't stood up I would have left angry 
He knows. That's why he gave me water. He's like, here, brother. Because of your size, please tell me you're not offended. <laughs> Come here. Give me a hug. I love you, man. <laughs> Thank you for saving my life. In Luke chapter 5, turn there with me. Praise you, Jesus. I cannot tell you how excited I am about what is happening in Idaho. I can't tell you how excited I am about what's happening in your life, personally. Luke chapter 5. Everything we read, of course, especially with Jesus, has to be read through where we're at now on this side of the cross. A lot of people don't understand this, but when Jesus in the Gospels was having encounters with people and different things that were happening, did you know a lot of the greatest healings that we saw in the Gospels, Jesus still had not yet gone to the cross? And that's what I tell people all the time. How much greater, how much easier is it for us to receive now because he did go to the cross, went to the grave, went to hell, rose again on the third day, sat down at the right hand of the Father, and said, it is finished. I'm telling you, how much greater? Well then, brother, how come I'm dealing with this? I'm going to be honest with you. Because of erroneous teachings over the years, there's been a confusion that's come to people that says, you know what? This one says I can be healed now. This one says it's a process. This one said it's been done away with. getting good now come on now so which one's right which one do I believe well we better believe what Jesus said in the Word of God we better believe what was written in, in, in Peter's gospel or in Peter's epistle where he says that by whose stripes ye were healed well if you were how was the only thing that was done away with was your sickness the only thing that's been done away with is your illness the only thing that's been done away with is the depression and oppression that's what's been done away with but the enemy has to get his glory in there counterfeit wise because he cannot stand it when Jesus gets all the glory well as your job and my job we're to give God all the glory and then to say by whose stripes I was healed if I was then I am if he says you're prosperous right now do not let your bank account dictate the word of God to be of no effect in your life in Luke chapter 5 verse 1 it says and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of God he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two ships standing by the lake the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Please circle their nets. If you're reading out of the King James, I want you to know I've studied this scripture, this portion out, and it's very close to the Greek when it deals with plurality and singularity. It says here, they were washing their nets, plural. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon Peter's, and he prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And Jesus sat down and taught the people out of Peter's ship. Now watch this. 
When Jesus comes on the scene, it was weird. I, this peripheral, I thought this dude was jumping up on me. I worked it in. <laughs> when Jesus comes on the scene, something had already happened through the fall of man. The Garden of Eden was no more. That, that intimate fellowship really wasn't quite what it had been in the garden with Adam and Eve and God the Father. So we send Jesus. God sends his only begotten son so that he can restore that Garden of Eden fellowship again, except make it greater this time. So he sends his only begotten son, Jesus, onto this earth as a man stripped of his divinity, but to operate in the divine. He was our prime and is our prime example, hence why we've quoted John 14, 12 so much tonight, is that if Jesus, as a man, could operate empowered from heaven, then we here on this earth can operate empowered oh, from heaven as human beings right now. Well, I didn't go to Bible school. Okay. And? Well, I'm not a pastor. Okay, are you a believer? Because I'm going to take all offices out of this, which has complicated everything and has actually created more pride in the body of Christ than anything. How do I know? Look at any Christian publication and you will find advertisements of pastor, apostle, doctor, evangelistic association to the third power, Smith. <laughs> and their pictures are on there looking like this. Come experience the joy of Christ. <laughs> These ads are scaring me. And they have to take out two-page ads just to get their titles in. It's getting quiet, but that's all right. And so when Jesus comes on the scene, he's not coming to talk to people about their office. He's coming to talk to them about their heart. And so he's taking the separation of what has been separated, the word, and he's taking the other thing that was separated, the spirit. And so he's coming now on the seashore, walking in between water, which is symbolic of the spirit, and then land, which is symbolic of the word, which is solid and stable. He's coming to mediate between the two and connect now again the word and the spirit. People are following him and wanting to hear his word and hear his teachings. And they're pressing on him and saying, Lord, teach us. Stop and teach us. Rabbi, stop and teach us. And so Jesus, highly intelligent. Don't think he wasn't. He was highly observant. Don't think he wasn't. He saw fishermen in their boats and knowing that they had not caught anything, but yet they were still washing their nets as if they had caught something. It's amazing to have the effort that Peter and the fishermen had to where they're fishing all night long and still caught nothing. And I'm going to tell you right now, they worked on a commission job. That means if they didn't catch fish, they didn't get paid. And when you don't get paid, you don't want to go home and tell Mrs. Peter, this ain't happening today. I'm sorry, honey, you can't go shopping. 
I'm not saying she would have been uptight and upset, but I'm telling you right now, there is a part of a woman when she is married and has a family, she wants stability and she wants security. And a man who's led by the Spirit of God can always give that to her, his woman. Yes, please, take your seats. So Jesus sees these boats with no fish in them. He sees them cleaning nets with no fish in them, but probably has seaweed and junk in it as if they had caught fish. But the thing is, when you do things in your own effort, when you do things outside of God, when you do things outside of the anointing, you still have to clean up your efforts with no results. But Jesus comes in and he's saying, I would like to change all of that. Notice how he didn't just go, I declare, launch out. I declare and decree, launch out. You can't declare and decree unless you know the word of God. But he isn't just somebody who knows the word. He is the word. So the word gets into the boat of Peter. And when Peter lets him in the boat, it's because it was convenient for him to let Jesus use his boat. Oh, come on now. God's given me a gift to see things in the word of God. I don't mean that aren't there, but I mean to see it clearly. If you're Peter and you're washing nets and this rabbi comes along and says, I would like to use your boat to teach the multitude behind me, thronging me, pressing on me the word of God. Would that be okay? If he were ready to go home, don't you kid yourself. He's tired. He stinks like fish, but doesn't have any fish on record. So he gets up and goes. But because he was still washing his nets, come on somebody, it was not an importune time for him to allow Jesus to come in and teach the people from his boat. So he thrusts out a little so that he could have an ambience to his audience. He could then speak and they could hear him more clearly than just him standing on the shore, which is another parallel of the word and the spirit now coming more together. And so he gives the word of God. He teaches the word of God. And guess who else was there hearing the word of God besides Jesus who gives it and besides the audience that was pressing to hear it? Who else was there hearing the word of God? Because he was in Peter's boat, Peter actually was hearing the word first before the audience heard it. But here's what happens. In the midst of it, somebody asked me one time, well, what do you think he was teaching on? Uh, what he always taught on, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, and don't get confused with this. Please, you can study it out. You can call your pastor later. He'll teach you all day long. But there's a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God is a system. The kingdom of God's system can be operated right here on this earth or wherever you're at. The kingdom of God can be operated at your workplace. The kingdom of God can be operated at your home. The kingdom of God can be operated in your schools. The kingdom of God can be operated at Walmart. Hey, Walmart. <laughs> Praise God. But here we have to understand that even though Jesus was speaking the word as the word, Jesus wasn't just feeding the audience. He was always teaching on the kingdom of God. And he went everywhere, help me, teaching, preaching, and demonstrating. 
Teaching by giving revelation and information and preaching by giving inspiration. And then demonstration, of course, was what he always wanted to do to confirm what he spoke on. So why would it change now? Honey, it didn't change. He actually was sowing the word of God by first physically getting in the boat of Peter and then giving the word, the rhema, the spoken word in that boat. Because when you speak the word, I hope you're listening. I know everybody wants to get back to the jungle gym and people falling out, but I can't do that. Because in our meetings, if you don't sow the word, we don't go higher. I just came to see some healings. We've been seeing it. Well, I came to see some signs and wonders. We've been seeing it. Come on now. Here, stand up with me. Come here. Son. You want to see another sign and wonder? Ebony and ivory live together. Take it. Perfect harmony side by side. Come on now. I love you, man. Now listen. I had to have a word of knowledge to make sure he was okay. <laughs> when Jesus sowed the word, he was doing it not just to feed the audience. He was doing it to also set up demonstration of the word. If there's no demonstration of what you're teaching or preaching or believing, look and see what you believe and what you teach and what you preach. There will always be corresponding results with the kingdom of God and the word of God. Always. God never intended for his word to just somehow manifest eventually and wait for 20 years, 30 years in a prayer group going, come on, God, give me something. Come on, God, we've been crying out to you. He doesn't want you to cry out anymore. He's tired of you crying. He wants you to rejoice knowing that Jesus died on the cross. You've got it now. You can do it now. You can talk to mountains. And my God, if he said we could talk to mountains and tell them to be removed we should be talking to mountains not talking about them and posting it on Facebook 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 yeah I'm on it because of her when we were teaching at Rama, Facebook became big and powerful. You remember MySpace? Go to MySpace. See the music I listen to. I didn't have time for all that. And all the, all the, the students are asking my wife, why won't Pastor Jay get on Facebook? We want him on Facebook. She said, I'll take care of it. It's okay. He's old. We'll get this. So I'm up there, I'm teaching one of my classes, have my phone underneath. We, as pastors, we have to have our phone with us all the time. And, and I mean, I had it, it's on vibrate. And I mean, it vibrated all the time. I was like, hello, hello, hello. And so I always had to have it on and in case one of the other pastors needed us or the office or whatever. And so all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm ministering. And all of a sudden, this big wooden pulpit started to vibrate. I'm just going to be honest, it was an embarrassing noise that you don't want to have happen while you're speaking. I'll leave it up to your carnal minds. Um, and so then it started going again. Are you hearing what I'm saying, doing, saying? I, I, you know, I was like, come Please, focus. People are starting to laugh. And I look and I'm like, it's my phone. 
And somebody went, sure. <laughs> Students. So I grabbed my phone. I said, it's my phone. It's vibrating. It's going off. And I don't know why. Hold on. It's an emergency. I think I have to look. And, and then, you know, this is where you can read all your emails are coming in. Welcome to Facebook. So-and-so requested. So-and-so requested. So-and-so requested. I'm like, we got to pray. There's a demon in my phone. And there was one guy that was in the back. Except my friend request. I'm like, you ain't even supposed to be on this. None of us are. We're all going to get kicked out. So I get home and my wife says, I, I, welcome to Facebook, honey. I'm like, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't know what I'm doing. So I took time to learn. I get, you know, like about a thousand requests that week to be for friends. And I'm like, is this good? Is this normal? Are we keeping up with everything? You know, and I got all these requests and, 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 and I go and I look at it and it says share or, or post. So I said, how do I post something? I, I think I've got something. She goes, okay, you just hit post and then you type it all out and then you send, post. I said, okay, I've got this great revelation. I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna post something. My first post. <laughs> so I'm posting this and I get this thing on there and I post it. It's about, I don't know, 11 o'clock in the morning and I'm so happy, it's so good. I'm excited, I look at it, I'm like, that's good. Oh, look, there's a like button. Like. I like that. I like it a lot. It's good. And so, oh, I don't know, five, four, three minutes later, I'm getting a call from my son on his cell phone and goes, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing? What are you doing? Aren't you in class? Yes, but I had to get out of class to come and call you to ask you, what are you doing? I said, I'm not doing anything. He goes, yeah, you're embarrassing our entire family because you just posted on Facebook and you liked your own status. You don't like your own status. I said, I like my status. It's good. He goes, no, it's for others to like. So I'm feeling stupid. And I said, but I didn't know that. But I can't change it now. People are going to think I'm, I'm arrogant if I liked it and then not like it anymore. I didn't mean to be. I'll post something else. He says, don't do anything till I get home. <laughs> I said, do I need to apologize? No, just don't do anything. I said, get back to class. You're supposed to be in class. Go back to class. He goes, just don't do anything till I get home. <laughs> Two minutes later, I get another call from my daughter at school. She goes, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? What am I doing? Are you, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in class. She goes, I told the teacher it was an emergency. I had to come and call my father. She says, you liked your own post. I said, it was good. You didn't even like it. This started to oppress me. And the Lord dropped in my heart a revelation. And I hope all of you that are older, that are on Facebook, get this. And even the young ones. If David, King David, had a Facebook account, he would have liked his own statuses. Because it says he encouraged himself in the Lord. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. 
I expect some of you now to start posting and liking your own stuff. It's good. You have permission. Just get that stuff of that emojicons about feeling sad. Seriously, stop telling everybody in the world you're feeling sad and getting 300 of your closest friends to agree. I would put on stuff that will annoy them. You want to get less likes? Start telling them about the good things of God. So anyway, Jesus, can we just hurry up, you guys? Let's go over here. Now, Jesus is in the boat. Jesus says to Peter, after he's done ministering the word on the kingdom of God, which has to do with increase. How many of you know that Peter needed a word from the Lord right then? Because no fish equals no money. If anybody's ever worked in a commission situation like I have before, you know how hard it is. You can put in 40 or 60 hours a week, uh, you know, a week and not get anything at all. And then there's other times it just seems like it just falls in your lap. Then there's other times you're working and working and working and working. And you're like, I'm doing everything I know to do and no money's coming in. I'm going to tell you right now, when Jesus is in your boat, oh, hallelujah, things changed. So here now, Peter, he looks over and he says to Peter right after he finishes washing his nets. Jesus doesn't want to use your dirty old ways. He wants to use the clean stuff of yours. Come on now. I know that sounds harsh, but he doesn't want you to always have all your efforts involved in what only he can get the glory for. He's wanting your obedience. So here now, he looks over at Peter and he says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets that you just cleaned, plural, for a harvest of fish. How many of you know right now that this man is not ready to launch back out into the deep? He just came from the deep. He, who knows how long he was there? 30 minutes, an hour, two hours cleaning up his stuff? I don't know, but he was there for a long time. How many of you know he does not now want to go and launch out into the deep and let down his clean nets, knowing he's got to turn around again later that night and go back out and do it again? And if they're not biting now or not coming in the net now, what makes me think they're going to come out there later tonight because I know if they didn't come in last night they ain't coming in today do you see how Peter could have been reasoning in his heart oh I know where you're going with this because you love to go to that part that says nevertheless nevertheless I'll get to nevertheless in a minute Launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a harvest of fish. And he didn't say anything else. He gave the word, he gave the command, he left it up to Peter to see the rest manifest. Ooh, come on now. But God's a sovereign God. You're absolutely right. He was so sovereign, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. His sovereignty then turned over and gave us the power and the faith to operate like Jesus did and do greater works than Jesus. That's our sovereign God. But stop waiting for him to do stuff he's already done. You're already healed. You're already set free. You're already prosperous. Peter was already set up for prosperity the moment he said, Jesus, come into my boat. But isn't it amazing? If he doesn't launch out, prosperity is waiting for him. It's been given to him, but he could go home and not have it, but yet it's still his. I know why it's getting quiet in here. I hope you like my status. <laughs> now, Peter begins to say something very important to Jesus. He looks at him and basically is saying this. I'm a fisherman. 
You're a carpenter. You build stuff, I catch things. You build boats, I use them to catch fish. Now, he didn't say all of this, but that's what's going on in his thinking. He's like, now wait a minute now, you, you just told me to launch out to the deep where they weren't biting, and you just now told me to throw down my nets that I just cleaned. It took me effort. I'm tired. I don't want to go home and face Mrs. Simon and saying, where's the fish? Come on. So what happens is brutal at this point because Peter is talking himself out of his blessing based on what he sees as facts. He, he's taking what he sees as reality and he's not accepting the truth of the word of God that just came forth out of the word of God's mouth and yet we always quote this, Romans 10, 17. Somebody help me. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God so technically did the word of God speak the word of God did the word speak the word so was he speaking by faith or not he was speaking by faith it says here that children's services are con he said to him words full of faith to change the situation not only in his boat, not only in his nets, but in his life. But the problem was, Peter looked at it and said, hey, now this is going to mess your theology up. Does faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Yes. Did Peter hear the word of God? Yes. Then how come he didn't have faith? Come on, this is powerful. It's not just the hearing that completes the cycle of your faith. It's what you do with what you hear that completes the cycle of faith. Faith may come, but it will remain inactive until you act on what it came for. His faith was about to be completed by launching out into the deep. More word. He told him, launch out into the deep and let your, uh, your nets down for a draught or a harvest of fish. There should have been all the faith he needed right there because the Lord said, if you'll do this, you'll get this. But what did he do? You know, we've toiled all night, Master. Oh, come on now. Those that are getting their children also get the CD because I can't stop now. This is where revelation really kicks in. I've toiled all night, master, and we've caught nothing. There's respect. He heard the word. He called him master. Why? Because there was also a group of people standing on the seashore looking at Peter going, well, you going to launch out or not? We just heard a powerful message from the man of God. We want to see you launch out and bring back some fish why we've been pressing on him man we don't want to just hear we want to see i'm telling you he was doing this to bless peter and peter did not see the blessing had just come up all up in his boat and notice that jesus didn't just say come on let, let's go for a ride he gave him the word then he told him to launch out so as he launches out 
He would have already had the fish, not a problem, let down the nets, not a problem, would have been blessed, not a problem. But his mind got in there because he's tired. He's on a commission job. He caught nothing. He doesn't want to go back out there. Why? Because more people have it figured out in their mind what God says he can overturn, override, make a way where there is no way. There may be a wall, but God says, I'll make Jesus the door. Come on now. You may not see a way out, but he always can make a way out where there is no way out he'll take your red sea and part it and go right when you didn't even know he could i'm telling you now we got to stop limiting him so when he says to launch out into a place you just got done launching out into you better know something's different about it now there's something different about this area now i'm launching out into that spot why because now i got the word of the lord it's not just my job it's my obligation it's my obedience i'm getting my harvest the thing i greatly desire the thing i need to get my bills paid jesus just said it's right there but no what did peter do I know, see, all of y'all got the brakes on because you're like, well, what about nevertheless? It does say that, doesn't it? Nevertheless. You know what cracks me up? Who came up with the word lisp for the person that has the lisp? Uh, it's just the way I think. I don't know. You know, I really think that's really stupid that the guy that came up with lisping and says lisp. You know, all right, now let's move on. You can be healed of it if you got it. I don't care. Now, <laughs> sorry if I spit on the front row here. I, it's really, yeah, holy water. Uh, <laughs> it burned him, though. I don't know. He might have a demon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't. Seriously, you don't. All right, now. But what about nevertheless? I am so glad you keep harping on that. Because we want to look at that, and many ministers have preached this and said, but Peter said, nevertheless. Come on, you've got to be a nevertheless generation. You've got to be a nevertheless person. And that's not exactly the way Peter actually said it. He was being pressured by Jesus. The word always places a demand on you, but it's a good pressure. And then there was a pressure of the people that were there on the seashore listening to Jesus and wanting to see because they heard the same word and they also heard him go launch out into the deep. They're wanting to see the gifts in operation. They're wanting to see the word of God, the kingdom of God in manifestation. So Peter is really at a place to where it's an inopportune time where before it was an okay time. I was cleaning my nets, but now my nets are clean. I'm ready to dock my boat. Now you're telling me to launch out. Watch this. That is not Peter obeying when he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. Come on. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Look at what it says. The net in the Greek is singular. Jesus said, Let down your nets, plural. Why would he tell him to let down a net? Doesn't Jesus have word of knowledge good enough knowing that one net would have broke anyway? He told him to take all the nets you got because what I have is above and beyond anything you could ask, think, or imagine. I got an El Shaddai harvest waiting for you, a harvest that's too much. Stop looking for just a Jehovah Jireh blessing. Start calling out on El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. 
So he looks over and he says to Jesus, I've toiled all night and we caught nothing. We went to the places that you said to go to. There's no fish there. Stop telling Jesus what ain't there when he says, I know it wasn't there, but I've called it to be there now. I've assigned fish to go meet you over here. Now get up and go meet your harvest. Oh, but watch this. We get that nevertheless preaching going. I'm talking about the kind that you see on TV. And there's screens and monitors up. Ah, you got to be ha, a nevertheless person. Ha, nevertheless, ha, nevertheless, ha, you got to be like Peter. Nevertheless, ha. I would rather you not be like Peter because that nevertheless was made for him to sound good because he didn't obey Jesus. Jesus said, let down the nets, plural, and he only let down a net. He said, nevertheless, I'll let down the net. Now, this is going to mess you up. He launched out tired, wondering where his next paycheck was coming from, not in the faith he should have had with all the faith that just came out of his boat. I'm trying to help somebody in here right now because we think that if we just read through our Bible real quick and do our little duty in the morning that we got all the faith we need. I would rather you take one scripture, look at that, get it in your heart, make yourself a living epistle with that one scripture and do what it says instead of trying to read a bunch of stuff and you not really do anything with it. He said, launch out into the deep, let down your nets. Plural for a harvest. And so he says, I'll let down the net. Notice that Jesus did not argue with him. Why did Jesus not say, but, but I didn't say that. I said, let down the nets. Because truth never argues. Come on now, truth never argues. If he says, by, your stripe, by his stripes ye were healed, he's not going to listen and, and, and just coddle you and say, come here and, and, and pat you on the head and go, you're right, you're right. I, I've healed everybody but you. I'm sorry, I want you to learn a lesson. <laughs> Truth does not argue. That's why he didn't stand back up and say, I said this, you said this, but I meant to let down all your nets. Come on, Peter, I'm here to help you. He didn't say that because we've been given the command and sometimes it's too big for our pea brain to gather. That's why we need the faith of God. That's why we need to have the mind of Christ. That's why we need to have our minds renewed to the word of God so there's a transformation from this earthly realm to get some heavenly results in my earthly situation. But as long as I keep analyzing and saying this and that and I toiled here and toiled that, I won't be nevertheless at thy word person. I will be a person who actually compromises the word of God are y'all getting anything tonight did Peter obey he didn't really partial obedience is still disobedience truth never argues that's why Jesus never stood back up and said anything back to him Peter launches out lets down a net what happens to the net come on now all of the fish, this is going to make you shout, all of the fish that were out there, which were more than netfuls, were all assigned to be in Peter's possession because they all had harvest stamped on their heads. So when you have one net that goes down, oh, come on. 
Every one of those fish were looking to get back home because the harvest is looking for its home. And it's in your boat, it's in your house, it's in your bank account. You better listen to what he's saying when he says launch out because it's already there ready for you. Your harvest is swimming and looking for you. Your harvest is listening for your voice. Your harvest knows it's supposed to be with you. But when it got in that net, all of them started crushing in going, you better move, you better move, you better get your fin out of my face. Come on, move. And then they get in that net And because it was so heavy The net broke Where do all the fish go When the net breaks <laughs> Am I that good of a storyteller <laughs> She's like Oh good <sighs> Okay then what happened Anyway so anyway <laughs> So Peter's net is now useless because it's broken. Isn't it amazing that had he obeyed the word originally, there wouldn't have been brokenness if he'd started out broken. So where do all the fish go, my friends? Back in the water. I don't know about you, but if there, are there any fishermen in here? I knew I smelled something. Okay, yeah. Now, I had a dad who wasn't real good at fishing but loved to fish. He went and got the latest hat with all the flies on it and the latest rod and reel and tackle and John boat and the trolling motor and everything. And he's dad. He's the leader. He's our fierce leader that I wish we wouldn't have laughed at as much, but I'll tell you what happened. He would get in the boat and he'd say, boys, now don't stand up in the boat. We're like, yes, sir. We won't. He goes, I mean it. You don't want to fall over. Fall out and it'd be a problem. Don't, don't drown. I said, yes, sir. We, we swim all the time, but we won't drown. <laughs> we won't stand up in the boat. So we go camping and then, you know, we are awakened that night or that early morning. That morning we hear, kapunk, Splash! We unzip and we look out and all we see is this fisherman's hat floating on the water. <laughs> and we want to yell, Dad, are you okay? But we couldn't stop laughing at what we'd seen. <laughs> I love my dad. I'm not trying to mock him, but he was just like Chevy Chase from National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation. Going on a road trip. We're like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be good. And so we were asking him later, drenched, what happened? Did you stand up in the boat? <laughs> he looked at me and my brother and he goes, shut up. And so, you know, here we are, we're just fishing to have fun. So we throw it, you know, we're rolling down the line. You know, we got those, uh, those plastic worms, you know, and trying to catch some smallmouth and bigmouth basses. You know, here we go. We're pulling them in, you know. Bam, wow, they're just striking. Oh, boom, they're just striking all over the place. My dad comes walking down the path. Getting some hits, boys? Yeah? Right where we were catching fish. That's what fishermen do. They throw their stuff in the line of where you're catching fish. 
And so I can't cast now because his line's all over the place. So I walk down a little further and I throw mine down and whoa, whoa, they're just hitting. Bam, bam, bam. And he's over there looking going, hey, are they hitting down there now? From where he's at. Above my head in the branch, right above my head in the tree. And he's like doing this. And I'm thinking, this is not going to end up good. You know, I got to get out of here, you know. And here he is doing this. And he's continuing to do that. I'm like, Dad, just stop. You're going to hurt somebody. And that thing came flying off and landed in his cheek and hooked his cheek. Now, if he were a punk rocker, that would have looked cool. But he's got this fly, this long fly hanging off of his face. Scary. But this is how fishermen are. As soon as the fish start to bite, where do they go? There were partners in the other boats that were following Peter because they must have heard the same word that Jesus spoke. And so they went out to see because they didn't catch anything either. They were saying, hey, if Peter caught something out there, then I'm going to catch something. And I trust, isn't it amazing that sometimes people will jump on the word that you got from God quicker than you'll jump on the word you got from God. And so here are the partners, they're coming around and they see that the fish are biting. Peter, thank God, actually takes all of the other nets that he cleaned. He's no longer thinking about how dirty they're going to get. He's throwing them all out because of all the fish that are out there. And he beckons and his, the partners in the other boats, come on, help me get this. Isn't that amazing? That's why it's so important to be a part of a church like this that's blessed and hang out and support your pastors that are blessed. Why? Because you get around their harvest, just some stuff that falls out of their net's going to fill your house over flowing come on now get around some ministries that are blessed glory to God just hanging out near their boat there's going to be harvest going all around you can fight me all you want about that but glory to God I've seen too much in my life oh I've seen too much in my life for me to back up now and start preaching poverty I have faced foreclosure twice I'm never facing that monkey again I have faced having my car almost repossessed. The only reason it wasn't repossessed years ago is because we were in traveling ministry way back in the day and we were always gone whenever they came to get it. I was, I'm serious. That is crazy. Our neighbors would say some very, very large gentlemen came by looking for you and they said that you had their vehicle. Are you selling your car? I didn't know you were selling your car. I'm like, no, it's all right. We're trying to work some things out. It didn't work out. Well, they gave me their car. They're, they're, they're collectors. And I said, yeah, they collect artifacts and things of like that. I just. <laughs> but praise God, I don't have time to get into that story, but God gave us a house, a brand new house in the middle of a recession. With principles I'm teaching you right now. Y'all want to hear this story? Okay, I'll meet with you in the hall. Anyway, y'all want to hear this? And the moment at the housing market began to just crash, we were facing foreclosure for the second time. First time we got out of it miraculously. Second time we're sitting there thinking, my God, the devil is relentless. What's going on? Well, we started sowing money. Listen, we were sowing responsibly. We were tithing and we were sowing extra because the money we had, a lot of people right now, especially 
Spirit-filled bankers will be like, well, you need to pay that note before you ever sow. But the thing is, if I don't sow, I'll never have enough to pay your note. So, you know, I mean, I, I was, we were like, we don't know what to do. Well, I get a phone call from a businessman, a banker. He actually says to me, he goes, can I take you out to lunch? And I'm thinking, sure, that'd be fine. And so he takes me, and I'm all geared up. I'm dressed, I got my tie on and my suit, and, I'm, and there he is in a golf shirt and slacks. He says, where do you want to go eat? I said, wherever you want to take. I'm thinking, we're going someplace nice. He takes me to Mazio's. It's a very quick pizza buffet place. I was at home, but I was still too dressed up for Mazio's. He looks at me and he says, you know what? I want to tell you something. When I first heard you minister, you irritated every bone in my body. Whoa. This is not going to be a good lunch at all. He said to me, he goes, and I am winding down with this, but listen, just hold on. He said to me, he goes, but after hearing you five or six times, he goes, I'm going to tell you something, young man. You have sparked more revelation in me, and you have shown me every religious bone that I had in my body I didn't know I had. He goes, God would not let me sleep for the last two weeks. He kept telling me, Give that man and his family a brand new house. Well, two weeks ago is when we were dealing with foreclosure. I'm like, can you hear a little quicker? <laughs> he said, how fast can you sell your house? I said, today. He said, but you haven't even seen this one. It's okay. It's fine. He said, well, you got to talk it over with your wife. Let me give you some advice. You're, you're, you're a husband and your wife. This is going to be where her... her I said, I am the leader. I am the head of this house and we will like it. <laughs> See, I didn't go into all the detail of what we were facing, you know, but I had been praying and we've been sowing and God s sends this man. I said, so what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to give you a house. He took me to this house, hardwood floors, double crown molding versus double mold. Praise God. <laughs> French country decor. You have to roll the R. Wood beams all through this house and it's just beautiful, four bedroom, Two and a half baths, three and a half, two, two and a half baths. I'm going to tell you, you can only use the bathroom one at a time. But anyway, you know. And so we're looking at this. It's not a mansion. It's beautiful. It's 3,000 square feet. But it's not a mansion. But it's way better than what we had. And it was new and it was beautiful and it was a gift. Oh, I said, thank you, Jesus. And I had a minister, two ministers tell me that you would know probably if I mentioned their names that came to console me and said, do not ever tell anybody that you got this house. And I'm like, why not? He said, because, please hear me with an open heart. He says, because if you tell people you were given a house, then they won't give to you. I said, are you kidding me? He said, I'm trying to help you, son. Trust me. People don't want ministers really blessed. I said, I do. I really do. I want to sow into ground that's bearing good fruit. I mean, there's times when you give to preachers and you're helping them out because they're on their way and they're broke or whatever and you're giving them some help on the way up. But dear God, there comes a time when I want to sow into something that ain't sinking. Sow into something that's growing. 
And so I, I said, Lord, I'm troubled with this. He said this to me. He said, you're troubled with it because you can't give me glory if you withhold and don't tell people that I gave you this. He said, no man gave you this house. I gave you this house. And you tell the people that I'm your source, they're not. You tell these people that didn't give you the house that I gave you the house. And if I gave you a house, I can give other people a house. I can give other people. Come on now. He's a lavish God. He's a wonderful God. He's El Shaddai. Come on now. He's more than enough. So Peter drops in all of his nets. You're thinking, where do all the fish go, though, after they get caught and the net breaks? It goes back in the water. But most of the time when you've ever caught a fish, you know as well as I do. It spits the hook out, looks at you, winks, and runs off. <laughs> and you throw it right back where it was. Nobody. It's like he's down there telling everybody, don't, don't do it. It's a, it's, a, it's a trap. It's a hook. It's got bait. It's a hook. Don't do it. And fish are smart. You know that. They travel in schools. And so, okay, I'm closing. Now, uh, <laughs> but when it's your harvest, ah, come on. When it's your harvest and it's assigned to you, it may break your neck because all of it's trying to get to you. But when it gets back in the water, it's swimming back around going, come on, let me back in your boat. Come on, let me back in your boat. And so when they throw down the net again, all of these fish are saying, look out, I'm not going to miss it this time. I'm his harvest. Get back in his net, get back in his boat. And when they did that, the boat began to sink because of all the fish that they started loading up in their boat. What happens to the fish when water starts to overtake the boat? Let me take you to the fish's head for a minute. Serious? How stupid is this guy? We're supposed to be in his boat. I know. Were you in the first group that the net broke? I was. I was. I thought we were going to have to swim around and be harvestless all our lives. But, but then he threw in another net and another. He said, yeah, and I got in that net. I did too. I was on the second load. Well, were you there for a while? We were there for like 30 minutes and then the boat began to sink. And I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying to stay on the deck, but the water brought me back out. This guy's an idiot. So the fish caused Peter to first and foremost deal with number one, fear, doubt, unbelief, because of what he'd seen already. I got a bad doctor's report. I got this. I got that. The doctors are saying it's getting worse. I got news for you. Launch out. Uh-huh, launch out into your healing. Launch out into the depths of your miracle. It's there. Oh, I don't, I don't get it though, brother. I mean, he, here's the thing. He, he got all this fish and then it's now in his, his boat, right? It's in his boat's beginning to sink. Here's the next thing he dealt with. Fear caused him to get into pride thinking, I'll never see this kind of load ever again. 
A boat can only hold so much fish. A net can only hold so much fish. But because he was in fear, pride rose up and said, I've got to get as much as I can because I'll never see this ever again. Why? Because I've never seen it to this date. I've got good news for you. The greatest things you've ever seen with God are getting ready to multiply and manifest in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Peter then looks at Jesus, who's still just sitting there like this. Talking to the fish, going, I know. Shh. Shh. Peter comes over and falls down at Jesus' feet and says, What? Master? Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Y'all got your shouting clothes on? I felt like a fish trying to get in Peter's boat. I couldn't, yeah, you see doing that? Take a selfie of you doing that. All right, you can't. Anyway, so. He falls down and says, Jesus, forgive me. Depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Got your shouting clothes on? He was a sinner before all of this. If he'll bless a sinner. If he'll bless a sinner. How much more will he bless a child of God? Oh, come on now. He was a sinner when he was washing his net. He was a sinner when Jesus got in his boat. He was a sinner when he was giving him the word. But when he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a harvest, he was still a sinner. But it wasn't until he realized that only letting down the net caused it to break. He then got the revelation that he was thinking too small. And that caused the revelation to come up in Peter that he is a sinner because he didn't obey the word. He compromised in disobedience. And Jesus... Jesus said to him, rise up from this day forward. You won't be catching fish. You'll be catching men. Hmm. This is powerful right here. Jesus was also thinking further ahead than just blessing Peter's family. I know you've been shouting a lot, but I, I'm going to tell you something right now. It's going to make you shout some more. He didn't know where his next paycheck was coming from. He worked on commission. This is his trade. This is all he knew to do. But this is what happened. One minute he's wondering where his next paycheck's coming from. The next minute he was able to retire. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. You've been wondering where your next paycheck's coming from. God can tell you to launch out one minute and cause you to retire the next minute. Oh. 
Well, brother, don't you know how much money had to come in for that? I do. Where do you think that they got all the money for Jesus' ministry to launch out and start off with a treasury? Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Hear my heart. Stop compromising. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the revelation of how powerful you are, how wonderful you are, how majestic and magnetic you are, I pray that that is birthed greater in the hearts of these believers than ever before. I pray for your favor to come on them greater than you did for Peter who is at that time a sinful man. I thank you that you're blessing your children right now who are blessed and highly favored boys and girls of the Most High God. My prayer is also this, Lord, that they get so addicted to you, Jesus. Let this addiction and this hunger rise up on the inside of them. Let the fire of God fall fresh in this place again tonight. with you that you were talking about last night. Tell them what you saw last night. Well, last night when he was ministering healing, I also need an usher. There's a gentleman right over here, and he will let witness God's grace, a droplet of God's grace falling to the ground shimmered and you could all hear it as it hit the ground. Brooke and I were immediately looking to the ground. What was that? There was nothing on the carpet. We even wanted to crawl around the carpet see if there was a diamond or something. Um, but there was nothing there. And Brooke said when Maria was being ministered to, aka the Ukrainian, mm -hmm. um, that she witnessed it right over her also. Is she here, my Ukrainian friend? Yes. Come on. Please, come here. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> what did you see? This is the lady that we prayed for, right? Yes. That her ears yes. opened up. Praise yes. the Lord. Hearing impaired, healed. Like. Did you feel like a droplet or something come on you and just? I felt it before, like before in my life, too, in my bed. I felt power, like for the top of head to bottom of feet. I felt refreshment. I know my body. I always say in things. My body, I'm older, but my body, like, you know, new, young, because God. Renewed. Everything. Restored. Yes, restored. Here, lift your hands. And you saw it with other people that I was praying for as well. I witnessed one. Brooke, I witnessed it once. Brooke 
What did you see, Brooke? Fire. This way as you do the power of God comes on you lift your hands fire fresh <laughs> now wouldn't be fair to you if I didn't say something right now. I didn't have them give that testimony that we would get our eyes on the spectacular, our eyes on manifestations, or our eyes on, well, I didn't see anything, or maybe you did, maybe you didn't. That does not make you more or less spiritual. Blessed are they that believe and have not seen. But I'm going to say this, when these things happen, please don't automatically default to that's the devil just because you've never seen it before because the devil cannot operate in a scenario where the minister and the people all say Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior my king your king our soon coming king so if you see something great if you don't find that doesn't mean anything it just it's nice to know that the glory of God can manifest in this place. Come back, Brooke. Come on, lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. greater hunger than ever before. Did I hear there was, uh, there's Rama graduates in here? Did I hear that? That you went to Rama in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma? Are there any Rama graduates in here? Come on up here. Come up here, Rama graduates, quickly. Fresh impartation coming on you. Fire! Ooh, whoa, don't let that come back out of you. There's no catcher for me. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fire! Fire! Fresh. Don't touch them, guys. Fire. Fire! Go deeper. Is there another Rhema graduate? I saw a hand. Oh, there he is. Sorry. Deeper realms of God's glory. Watch her. Watch her. Pick her back up.
This is what I heard. The struggle is over. The doors are opening wide open. You're going to say, what is, what's different? What's different? The only thing that's different is this, that God has spoken. The struggle is over. It's opening. It's opening. Many doors are opening. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Fresh. And that's pertaining to ministry, ministry, especially overseas. Ha, 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 ha. Fire! Watcher. Thank you, Lord. What is the rest of that? A stirring, a stirring, a stirring. The dream that God has given you, even when you were, ha, ha, a stirring, a stirring again of the dream, the dream coming to pass. Yeah, stepping into it now. Thank you, Lord. Fire! Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, ushers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hold your hands out like that. Are you in ministry? I see people getting up out of wheelchairs. Jesus. Fresh. Watch. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands for just a minute? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. lady the glory of God's all over her and her friend are you related come here stand in the aisle lift your hands as you do the power of God comes on you lift your hands fire on her in Jesus name watch her watch her was 
one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. You worshiping God with your hands up and your eyes shut. That was beautiful. I'm going to speak to your little spirit. It's actually huge. You have a great call on your life. You're welcome, but I didn't give it to you. God's going to use you so greatly, even at a very young age. He's already using you. I see the glory all over you. Can I pray for you? Lift your hands, shut your eyes, breathe in. See yourself being filled with the Spirit of God. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. pray for his dad. What's going on? Do you feel the power of God all over you? He's so good. Again, every hand lifted, please. Let him touch you right where you're at. Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You're in charge of how much you want tonight. Filled in the name of Jesus. your hands as you do. Watch your guys. Fresh. Fire. More in the name of Jesus. Come here, brother. Please bring him here. What's going on? What are you feeling? It's heavy, isn't it? It's more than just touching somebody and watching them fall down. I think we've all had enough of that. God told me, he said, son, the power's not in the falling out, it's in the rising up. Fire! Fire! In the name of Jesus. Don't be in a hurry to get up off of God's operating table. Some pastors that came to visit our conference or our camp meeting we were doing in Michigan came from Wisconsin and they asked if uh, they could have a cloth 
for their friend. I said, sure. I held on to it and I gave them the cloth. And they just wrote back. This was only a few weeks ago. They wrote back and they said, great news. I said, what happened? We gave the cloth to our atheist neighbor who is dying of cancer. I said, great. What happened? They said, they didn't want to go to church, they didn't want to listen to our material or read our material, but there was something about the cloth. They said, I'll take the cloth though. Within 48 hours, he was released from the hospital on the deathbed and completely clear of all cancer. And he said, I just got done saying if there's a God in heaven, then show me your power. And he gave his life to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's like a mist in this place. There's a mist. If you've been diagnosed with cancer or you have a cancerous situation, please quickly stand up. There's a young lady that had a lump removed in the meeting last night by the Holy Ghost surgery. It was wonderful. What's happening here, sister? Please come forward, those precious people. You'll never be the same. We're going to tell this stuff to go. What's happening here? Deeper. Yeah. Never the same. Fire. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you would, please just line up across here. Somebody else has given me water in the offering. It's one giant ice cube. Praise the Lord. You're never going to be the same in a good way. Never the same. Never. You were diagnosed with cancer? Are you kidding me, Satan? Oh, no, 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 no. How I'm looking at her as this precious young child is exactly how God looks at each and every one of you. We are going to have a great testimony from this. You've been wearing this burden long enough. It was hung on the cross 2,000 years ago. My mother, a year ago in September, I haven't been telling this until recently, was diagnosed with a, a very progressive stage of cancer in her colon, in her liver, and in her lungs. All three were inoperable. All three were progressive. All three were in medicalized, deadly. This is when it gets real. Now, this is my mother. Listen, I love you. You're precious, but I may not see you. You know what I mean? And I'm praying. I'm in that gift, and I'm bold, and it's easier to do that sometimes than you can be with your mother who still can spank you. I fed her the word. I fed her revelation after revelation. I didn't get into works. I just told her to get into a rest and a peace and know it's already done.
Next thing you know, she's having tests that say those numbers that were real high were now real low. I said, what does that mean? She says, well, the doctor is uh, convinced that it's still there and growing, but all the signs say that it's disappearing and not there. And I said, well, whether he said that the charts were rocking off the Richter scale or whatever, it doesn't matter. Doctors, praise God for you. I love doctors. I thank God. Again, we're all on the same team. But there's a point where we're not divine, but he is. And so I said, listen, mom, no matter how bad the reports get, you believe that report because that's bigger and better than any report the doctor will ever give you. She goes, well, it's tough. It's rough. I'm tired. I understand. You're walking this out. We're walking it out together. All we have to be is in agreement. And even if you're not in agreement, I have enough faith to keep you around. Now, please don't write me letters and say, well, I wish I would have known this and I lost my parents. Listen, I understand. I feel for you. That's why I'm here. Not everybody has been taught and understand that. I know in this church you're taught that. You can get it. You Somewhere down the line, you got to act on it. And so when I would tell my mom, I'm going to lay hands on you one time, tell it to go one time, it's got to obey, and we're not going to look back. Laid hands on her, broke that power, told it to go, gave her a cloth, gave her the word, and kept thanking God and worshiping God and giving Him the glory every time. I would take her to every appointment and pick her up from every appointment. And after every appointment, I said, you are not going to have the effects of this chemo other than good effects. It's working in your body with the Word of God. It's going to be fine. And the next thing you know is she's completely healed of everything. And the doctor says, only Jesus Christ could have done this in your life. He said, I'm using you now as an example for all of my other patients to give them hope. Will you come in and talk to my other patients and pray with them? Come on now. So the devil is a liar. Do you understand me? I command brand new skin to form on your entire body. Cancer, leave this body now in the name of Jesus from the top of her head to the soles of her feet healed in Jesus name she will live and not die and declare the wonderful wondrous works of the Lord Jesus hallelujah <laughs> glory to God thank you Jesus see some things about your future I can't say it's good stuff I wouldn't see it if you weren't going to be there hallelujah lift your hands can I ask what's going on where it is tell it to go all right place your hand right there healed in Jesus name never again you leave this body and be gone in Jesus name lift your hands praise God it's done I'm not going to smack you <laughs> Where's yours? Bone? Brain. brain? Oh, we command that to come out of your brain right now in the name of Jesus. Burn out of her brain every cell of cancer. Go from her now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let them down on that operating table, guys. What's happening? Okay. Okay, Tammy, come here, please. First of all, we command fear to leave in Jesus' name. I want you to put your hand right here on her chest. Not her Guys, lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. 
the name of Jesus. By the roots, I command you to burn out of her body. No more. Don't you return in Jesus' name. Sister, if you can, are you able to feel on your neck right now? Feel how much smaller it's getting. It's going right now. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 What's happening here? Doctor says there's metastatic prostate cancer, but I don't want to receive it. No, and I certainly don't want to lay hands there. However, I will say this. <laughs> what are you dealing with? They're both gone, but what, what did the doctor say? Uh, I have um, chronic lymphatic leukemia. All right, lift your hands. Chronic lymphatic leukemia. This long name will never be greater than the name of Jesus. You bow right now and burn out of her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. There it goes. Burn out of her body. Whoa, whoa. Somebody's left ear just popped open when I did that. Who is that? Who is that? I'm not, I'm not missing this. Somebody's left ear. You go, it just popped open like it had been. Who is it? Is it you? Somebody's left. Who is it? Wave at me so I can see. Come on. These lights are kind of crazy. Right when I pray for somebody, their left ear open. Who is, I'm seeing hands going up like messing with me all over this place. Like, is it one of y'all that been having problems with your left ear? Was it you? More on the right. But... Did you hear that just pop yeah. open? Yes. Grab that mic. Here it is. What happened just now? No. The, the right ear, especially the left ear, had bit. Like more they say, they say I'm stuff. older, you know, guys don't hear as well. They don't what? They don't hear as well. I'm sorry, like, they what? This old guy here is fantastic. <laughs> In Jesus' name, be healed. I command this prostate to be completely normal. In the name of Jesus, healed. There it is. Whoa, do you feel that pop? Did you feel that pop? Ha ha ha. Did you feel that? I heard a pop in his mid-region right there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Be healed in Jesus' name. I command this fear to go right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet and all points in between, seen and unseen, be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on now. Come on, if you want to see your children and you want to see your family, you're in control of that. If you want to keep living a life that you want to live and you want to be here on this earth and you have that ability, you're in control of that. Why? Because Jesus said you could say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Not doubt in your heart, but believe that the things that you say you shall have. You're speaking the word of God. You've got this. Come on, everybody, lift your hands and praise him right now. It's done right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Are you standing with her? Well, lift your hands. We thank you, Lord, for strength and encouragement in this man, too. Hallelujah. Hmm. Just seeing, like, the power of God, like honey, just beginning to ooze all over you. Thank you, Jesus. What do you feel on you right now, my brother? What are you feeling on you? 
We had that testimony last night. Fire! Guys, you are doing an amazing job with catching. And I'm going to tell you the truth. The glory is so thick and heavy again tonight that some of these folks that, you know, obviously are just average in weight, they feel heavier because the glory on them. Praise God. What is happening to you, beautiful? Do you have a cloth? Interesting. Okay. There's no distance in the spirit. Is that your is that your neighbor? Okay. So she's your neighbor. Is she an atheist? No, I'm just kidding. I just <laughs> Well don't manifest on me. Like, no, I'm not anyway, I'm teasing. Come here, brother. Lift your hands. The power of God is still all over you. And there's no distance in the spirit for him. What's his first name? Buddy? Billy. Fresh fire from heaven. Father, we just speak right now. We're all in agreement in this place. We send all of our mountain moving faith in Billy's way. And we just declare in Jesus' name, your systems are perfectly normal and functioning to the perfection in which God created them to function. Every foul bit of cancer, leukemia, disease, burn out of his body right now in the name of Jesus. We declare right now in Jesus' name for his healing to manifest right this moment at 9.52, 2,000 years ago and 9.52, he was healed. We thank you, Lord, and give you the glory and honor and praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. You like my suggestion? We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise in this place. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Because it is finished. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. section right here and you feel the power of God or you're just ready for more, lift your hands. I'm going to pray a prayer over you right now and let the power of God hit you right where you're at. I'm going to tell you right now, we're talking about the power of God. I don't need anybody flaking out and falling down and saying, oh, I hurt my butt. I'm going to sue the church. No, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. How embarrassing to go, I'm bringing a lawsuit against, about my gluteus maximus against life, church. 
Stupid people, stop that. We're talking about the real. Whether you fall out or not is irrelevant, but I'm telling you, I'm seeing the cloud just forming over different sections right now. Thank you, Jesus. If you're in this section and you're ready, I want you to shout this with me. In the name of Jesus, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I desire more. Hit me with the fire, Lord. I mean it. In Jesus' name. Fire! Now in the name of Jesus. If you're in this section, same thing. Say this with me. If you're hungry and you're ready, say in Jesus' name. name. Come on, mean it. In Jesus' name. name. We want more, Lord. So we sow more of ourselves. We sow more of ourselves. In Jesus' name. Hit us with the fire. Now in the name of Jesus, fill them with the fire of God. you Lord whatever he says to do just do it yield 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 this side if you're ready if you're hungry come on I know the youth are are you hungry are you ready for more come on lift your hands lift your hands and say grab hands of the person next to you and say in Jesus name hit us with the fire Lord now fire in the name of Jesus <laughs> this side over here lift your hands in Jesus name come on say it in Jesus name hit us with the fire Lord now in the name of Jesus whatever he says to do just do yield 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 You may be in a situation where you couldn't hardly walk in this place, step out in the aisle and begin to run. You may be in this place and you're saying, my hips were giving me fits. I want you to begin to step out in the aisle and jump up and down and be healed. You may say there was problems in my shoulders, in my elbows, in my wrists, in my neck, in my back. Begin to step out in the aisle and do something you couldn't do before that caused you pain and be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. All over this place, healings are manifesting. Hallelujah. Look at these ladies up here rejoicing. If I could just get somebody to rejoice in this place <laughs> oh. when you and I rejoice oh I've got to read this to you Whew. are y'all alright tonight Do you see why some of these meetings go up to 15 weeks? <laughs> you know who said that? I've got to tell you something funny. Somebody came up to me in Tulsa, had never been in our meetings before, a new zealous student of a local Bible school, and came up to me and he goes, You gonna bring it? I said, I don't know, not really feeling it tonight. And so I got up in the pulpit and I said, you know how people are always saying that? It's okay if you write it and everything, but I I can't stand it when they say, well, Pastor Mark really brought the word today. 
He really is bringing it. He's not on American Idol. I'm not on American Idol. I'm not trying to impress any judges out there. The point is, isn't does the minister bring it? Did you bring it tonight? Come on now. Hallelujah. You better touch three people and say, you bringing it? You bringing it? <laughs> First Peter chapter 1 says this, verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice. Rejoicing is wonderful, but greatly rejoicing is even better. He says, wherein you greatly rejoice that now for a season, if need be, that you are in and fallen into heaviness through manifold temptations. If need be, it don't need to be. If you're facing something, then greatly rejoice. But if you're not, you can still greatly rejoice. And it says this, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise. When something comes against you, it better find you praising God. I said, when something attacks you, it better find you praising God. When the blessings start to overtake you, it better find you praising God. Hey! Woo! Hey! Glory to God! Hallelujah! 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 Whom having not seen, you love. And though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now hold on before you get nutso. What's the point of me rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory? Most people wait until they get their testimony to manifest before they start jumping and running. The key is to rejoice and cause that thing to manifest. Now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Verse 9 says, receiving the end of your faith. Your faith was giving you something to hold on to and to believe. But you don't need faith for it anymore once you got it. You have it. So if I can get somebody to start rejoicing before they see the manifestation, the manifestation will come because of your rejoicing. Rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Your rejoicing brings the glory. Your rejoicing causes the infilling of the glory. Your rejoice causes you to become receiving the end of your faith. Hallelujah! I wish somebody get out and dance. I wish somebody get out and run. I wish somebody get up and jump. I wish somebody start high-fiving and shouting, Amen, I got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. It's mine. It is finished. When you and I rejoice, we're actually receiving what God's already given and the earth has to cause that to manifest, to line up. That's why a doctor's report, as ominous as it can be, sister, is not your death sentence. It is not your dictation of your future. It is not something 
that says this is your lot in life. God didn't give you faith to learn how to deal with it. He gave you faith to tell it to go. Thank you, Jesus. All over this place, I'm going to count to three. If you need to get right with Jesus, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, if you've never asked him to come in and make you a born-again child of God believer, I'm going to count to three all over this place. I'm not even going to wait. I'm just going to have you meet me down here. I want to hug your neck and pray with you all over this place. If you don't know Jesus, I'm going to count to three. I'm not going to have you lift your hand. I'm going to tell you to go ahead and get out of your seat and come on down here and meet me. I don't even have to wait to count to three. If you know you should be down here, get down here right now. If you need to rededicate your life and give your life fresh to Jesus, come on down here right now. It's all about giving him full place and authority in your life. Come on down. One, two, three. Come on and meet me down here right now in Jesus' name. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, glory to God. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, let me have the honor of taking you there to the throne. If you need to rededicate, if you've been in a position in your life where you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, this is it. You may be a born-again child of God, spirit-filled believer, and you need to rededicate. Come on. I'm not going to ask you what you need to rededicate for. Just come on down. One, two, three. Come on. Hallelujah. God bless you, sir. So good to meet you. God bless you, honey. Come on, join these folks. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Would you find folks follow me over here? Have you ever heard of stage diving? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I hurt your knee? Are you healed? Yeah, you're I'm healed. You. I know it, yeah. but I didn't want to bust your knee. That was... You're good to go, man. That's a... You're going to start working out again next week, aren't you? You're huge. Who's this young lady? Isabel. Isabel, you are so cool. This is my lucky shirt. Praise God for Jehovah Lucky. I'm just Very nice to meet you. Are you here just to support him, Donnell? All right. Your name, sir? Vitaly. Vitaly. Very cool. Lorena. Lorena. Claudia. 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 Sorry, I'm that guy that says the Claudia. What's your name? What is it? Coleslaw. All right. Would you do me a favor, you fine folks that came forward? I want you to pray with me. I get the honor of leading you folks to making the best decision of your life. You realize that devils tried to keep you from coming this night. Devils tried to keep you from walking down that aisle. But the good thing is, you did. And because of that, you'll never be the same. All of heaven now has your back. Mm. Would you lift up a hand to heaven, all of you here? And let's just pray this together out loud like we're not at a funeral. So many altar calls that I've been a part of, not my own, but others, they're like, Oh God in heaven. 
It sounds like Charlie Brown's teachers are all out there. So we're going to pray this and we're going to mean it and we're going to get bold. Say, oh God in heaven, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. And on the third day, rose again for me. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. White as snow. I thank you for your precious blood that was shed for the remission of my sin. Jesus, you are my Lord. But you got new knees, baby. You got new strong knees. Hallelujah. Vitaly, this is my wife, Tammy. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Now watch this. When we get to this first step, not very big, but I want you to jump off. Healed in Jesus' name. Do you have a home church? Is this it? Okay. Are you fed where you're going? Good. Okay. We're not trying to take anybody's sheep. If you got a good home church, then praise God. And you got good knees now. How are they doing? How are you feeling? No, how are they feeling right now? Oh, that's nothing. I'm glad you said something. Can we sit right here? Praise the Lord. Thank you, not for my sake, but for yours, for staying to see God move like this. I never say, hey, let's go long just to go long because I have nothing to do. We go too many places to just go long. Trust me. When I say that, I mean that. As soon as we get home from this trip, we start our monthly meeting, the monthly meeting, and then we go to three places in Louisiana right after that. And we're looking forward to having that break while we drive to the next meeting. But when we've got God moving as he is right now because you're hungry, it would be so wrong of me to tell everybody, just go if you need to go. Just leave. No, 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 please. Listen, this is for you. This is amazing what's happening. And I love you and I thank God for you and I respect your time. Don't think I don't. But we're seeing great miracles this evening. Hallelujah. 
Is your lower back all the way up against there, sir? Good. Kick up your feet to me. Ow! Okay. You can, tell, you can totally see the difference with your right leg, right? Yeah, definitely. At least an inch shorter. That's all changing. This is so awesome. If you've never seen a leg grow out like this, come up here quickly. I really can't wait. It's starting to move. It's already moving. All right, I can't wait. It's moving. Healed in the name of Jesus. There it goes. Whew, thank you, Lord. Now, I'm just holding his legs up. I'm not pulling. That's pulling. This. Healed in the name of Jesus. Bam. Look at the heels. Is that even? The heels? Somebody that's not going to lie to me. Come here. Your shoe's coming out, so that means... Ready? You want this to happen, right? Healed now in the name of Jesus. Bam, there it goes. Stand up. That just popped right back out. Pain's gone. Here's, here's the thing. Is that just cartilage? Did you have pain in your lower back? Stand up. I'm sorry? Isn't that amazing? We stopped rejoicing over the things that were really messing with us. Click and go in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, sit back down. I'll work with you till it's gone because it's got to go. And when I put my hand right there, it's going to stop. I do not honor sickness. You understand that. I love you, and I understand where you're coming from. But I think you've got more faith that it's going to stay there than it's going to go. I don't need your agreement, but it's got to go. Go in the name of Jesus. Now, cartilage form. Ha, ha, ha. That's actually starting to get better. Look at that. Less and less clicking. Thank you, Lord. Wow, praise the Lord. That's getting better. It's definitely better, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. When you pray for somebody who was born without a kneecap and you see a kneecap form completely in somebody, clicking don't bother me. Clicking's got to go if a kneecap's going to form. Your lower back's healed too, right? I'm going to ask you not to get excited. Stay reserved. You're in a reserved section. God bless you. Vitaly, I love you, brother. God bless you. Hey, would you do me a favor, Vitaly, with you and Claudia? Would you all go this way to this nice young gentleman over here? That's, uh... Oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> right there, that young man right there. Would you follow him? He's a, a golf pro. Um, he's going to give you guys some literature and a gift to just tell you thank God for you and help you and pray with you to get you a little bit further on your path to your new glorious powerful life hallelujah praise God is she here bring her here praise the Lord man I'm gonna turn it over to pastor we got Tuesday and Wednesday do you realize how fast these services are going how many of you were in the men's meeting Saturday can I hear you with a little bit lower voice? 
Okay. Now, how many of you men have made almost every service? How many have made every service? Doesn't this sound and feel like Braveheart? We can conquer. We're more than conquerors, men. We lost. Anyway, <laughs> I command your kidneys to be completely restored and healed and made whole in Jesus' name. I command the rock to destroy these stones in Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Because that can be painful, but it ain't going to be anymore. Because why? They didn't just disintegrate. They disappear in Jesus' name. Healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What do you feel going through you? Tammy, can I borrow that mic? Glory to God. This woman was just healed of severe kidney stones. I had kidney stones for over two months and a half because they were really swollen. And there was so much pain that it was just about to come and my husband asked me. And that can I stop you right there? If you're sick, do not wait till you're healed before you get to these meetings. Listen, I, I've... This happens to us so much. They're like, I'd love to come to the meeting, but so-and-so sick. My husband's sick. My kid is sick. Please, don't come to a miracle meeting. Dear God. I'm glad you came. That's what I meant to say. I had to work some things out. Did you notice? All right. And when I first came in, I was under the effects of pain medication. And as soon as I walked in the building, the pain medication effects went away. But the kidney stone felt like it was still there. And as you were ministering earlier over here to the little girl with the cancer, I felt that like had it was the cancer and gone. And then when you laid hands on me, I feel completely whole, 100%. Praise the Lord. No pain. No. Hallelujah. Praise God. Fire in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Come here, sir. Lift your hands. Can we see an instant replay of that? Never the same, never the same, never the same. Thank you, Lord. Fire, Jesus. Lift your hands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Bless you. Thank you, Lord. 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 I speak this over you. You will never be the same in Jesus' name. I declare and decree the word of God over your life. Increase, not decrease. I declare and decree the word of God over your life that your needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All of your need is met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I thank you that the windows of heaven are not opening. They're opened over you, your home, your family, this church, and this region in Jesus' name. Apostolically, we come in and we declare and change the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Revival has free reign here. The glory has free flow here. The fire has free burn in this area in the name of Jesus. And we say in both 
boldly decree Idaho shall be saved and is saved and on fire for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for positions and promotions. I thank you, Lord, for the favor of God to manifest in each and every home in the name of Jesus. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. One more, one more, one more. I think I saw three, but I know that there's two men that have been told they can't have children. Let's change that right now. Let's change that. Bring them here quickly. Don't be embarrassed because when you leave here, you are going to be a man that can be fruitful and multiply. Praise the Lord. Quickly, quickly. I know I'm not missing it, and I know it can be embarrassing, but all it's embarrassing for is the devil. He's a liar, and there's no truth in him. Come on, I'll meet you down here. Come on. Praise you, Jesus. If you want, I'll just come right where you're at. I, I don't know why you all make me do that. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. If you're a man in here, and you were diagnosed to where they say you cannot have children, it's this simple. Quickly lift your hand, and I'll pray for you right where you're at. Come on. I'm not going to have you come up. There's a hand right back there. I see you waving. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Anyone else? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Assuming you're married, let's make sure we have all our ducks in a row. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your engrafted word. I speak to his reproductive system, and I command it to function perfectly, healthily, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it. It's done in Jesus' name. It's that simple. It's that simple. Had a lady come up to us and said one time in Texas, said, I cannot have children. Will you pray for me? I said, sure. You're married. She said, yes. Called her husband. They stood before us. We prayed for them. Fell out under the power. Weeping. Power of God just shaking, shaking them. And, and I said, uh, that's, that's power all over you guys. That's power. And they got up and they were shouting. They said, we're going right away right now to start shopping for baby clothes. I said, I see a, a little girl in your, your life. Now, you know, you got a 50% chance. <laughs> and today, you can be either. No, I'm teasing. Now, listen. Come on, move. Oh, God, forgive them. Now, listen. <laughs> So, no, I saw in my spirit that. Well, here's what the pastor told me afterwards. He says, you don't realize this, but she had her female organs removed because of cancer. I am so glad I didn't know that when I prayed, because your own mind can mess you up sometimes. Well, the pastor had us back, and we came back a year later, and it was just within, I think, 10 months or so, they had a brand new baby girl. And she came up and said, here's an x-ray with no organs. Here's an x-ray with organs and a baby in it. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the anointing that's on these claws. Lord, each and every person healed and set free and delivered the moment they're given. In Jesus' name, amen.